0: We all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us, and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving, and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Green. Let's do this with The Should Theory. I am so excited to have this guest with me today. I have been thinking about this interview for weeks and weeks, and probably one of the ones I've been most excited about because, as you know, uh, I am in the field of education. And today I am interviewing Adia Dawn, who is also in education. Um, Adia is a specialist in school psychology, she's a nationally certified school psychologist. And she is at a point where she is ready to make a transition in her life. I know that those of you that are in education, many people are just finishing their school years. Some people are about to finish at the end of June. And it has been an unbelievably trying time for teachers, for administrators, for parents, for students um, with the pandemic and all that has come with it. And so there are many people that are burnt, tired, Exhausted, not sure what to do next. And so I'm really excited for all of you to hear about Adia's transition and her plans. So without further ado, Adia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tara. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad that you're here as well. Um, I know I gave a quick overview, but why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into your transition?
1: Yeah, thank you. So I am Adia Dawn. I grew up in Austin, Texas. Uh, which is where I have pursued my education and my role as a specialist in school psychology. So a lot of what I do is um, I've worked in charter, public, and private schools, and I provide uh, evaluations to look at uh, cognitive functioning and behavioral, social-emotional, mental health needs for students um, of all ages, and teacher consultation and counseling, social skills support, and uh, I've been doing that for quite a while now. And uh, I just in the past few years have been feeling pulled to support on uh, a little bit of a different kind of level. Mm-hmm.
0: That's great. So um, certainly I know a lot of people out there may not know that the, the role of the um, specialists or school psychologists, depending on what state you're in, um, certainly is helping people understand uh, cognitive abilities and and but also helping with counseling and so on and so forth and those skills are just so important um, for so many people at, you know at this time in in where we are uh, again with the pandemic so why don't you talk a little bit about um, how you knew it was time for you to make a transition and and what what it is that was calling to you
1: yeah thank you so whew, yeah. this year has been a doozy yes. you know. Um, It's, it's been one of the hardest years in education Mm -hmm. for me and everyone I know who works in education for parents, for students uh, it's, it's been hard Mm -hmm. and, and recognizing my own level of level of burnout, level of inability to maintain my own mental health at times throughout the year and, and really having to rely on my own knowledge and my own habits and support system to make it through. And I know so many educators or people who, who work in education who maybe don't have the skills and the tools that I have that have helped me make it through this school year. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And uh, feeling pulled now to really provide more of that support system and tools and strategies and these tangible tools that can help educators um, manage some of these big challenges around mental health and burnout uh, that are not really easily accessible. So just feeling that pull to transition a little bit from working more directly with students to providing that broad support to teachers that ultimately is going to trickle down and have Just a massive
0: effect. You know, and I think that's so important because self-care is this buzzword that we hear, uh, you know, so much, social media, everywhere, that, you know, as long as you're practicing self-care, you're going to be okay. And actually, um, I'm going through a book right now called Burnout, and uh, the women who wrote it talk about how it's not just about caring for yourself, it's about really figuring out how to process the stressors and allow yourself to work through the stressors um, so that you can get through that tunnel, I guess, and get to the other end and then be ready and more resilient to handle the next thing. So I think the fact that you can bring those skills to people uh, who may not have them already is, is so beneficial.
1: Yeah, thank you. And that sounds like an amazing book. I've actually had that book recommended once recently. Yeah. So two times for that me means is you a little, read the it. Books, if it comes up twice for me, it's going on my <laughs> absolutely, list. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, burnout. Thank so, you. So,
0: what shoulds um, when you said to yourself, "I need to make this transition," and there's got to be a way that I can help other people? What shoulds were in the way for you? Um, you know, that that maybe made you hesitate or or consider not making this shift, uh, or not making this change?
1: Oh, so many shoulds, mm-hmm. you know, one of the big things that kept coming up for me is I should be satisfied with where I'm at in life. Yeah, And, you know, I make a decent salary, you know, considering I work in education. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was able to, you know, buy a small condo, mm-hmm. you know, most, uh, holidays Mm -hmm. off, you know, this from the outside, really great, uh, really great opportunity at a wonderful school with wonderful people. So I, I should stay where I'm at. This is safe. It makes sense. I have, you know, great relationships with my team, great kids,
0: great families. Um, I should, I should stay put. It makes sense. And I have to say you are speaking my language. Um, and I, there are so many people I know who are in education who, regardless of whether they find the job rewarding or not, regardless of whether or not they love their coworkers and whatnot, it's, it is that feeling of, you know, I think all of us were had it ingrained in us when we were choosing our careers. You should choose something that is reliable, that is safe, that is, you know, mm-hmm. going to benefit you and your future. And so to get into that and then have thoughts about leaving it, I, th- I think, is one of the biggest shoulds that are out there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, something that, that is really hard too is this idea of judging ourselves. Yes. And, and I love, you know, in some of your, your other work and your other podcasts, you talk about the shoulds that are helpful. Yeah and sometimes there are shoulds that help us do things that we need to do and that can be helpful in life. And the shoulds that are not helpful and place so much judgment Mm -hmm. on ourselves or others can be so detrimental. And they've, they've kept me in a place of not quite stepping into something that I know could serve such a bigger purpose and could fulfill me in a way that I don't think I've gotten to experience yet. In and my isn't life.
0: that so important? And I think in doing that and fulfilling yourself, think about how many others you can help and fulfill uh, in a different way. Not to say that you haven't been doing that in in the career that you currently have, but you're feeling called to do something else. And I think our callings or our our um, gut feelings, I guess, argue with our sensibility and our um, ingrained beliefs that our parents, that society, that the neighbors, you know, what are people going to say? My coworker, I know I hear it all the time. If I ever talk about it, I have coworkers say, you only have X number of years to go before you can retire. What are you crazy? Uh, you know, why would you think about doing something else? And I really think that that speaks to a lot of people, not just in education, but in a lot of careers, you know, if there are people that are, you know, mid-career, mid-life, um, they feel sometimes too far in to get out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I've known people who who have felt that way, and and I think one of the big things for me also in this transition is the fear of what if I get to the end of my life and I haven't done this thing that I have been feeling pulled to do that's, for a couple of years huge. now. That became scarier than the fear of walking away from this, you know, place that I should be happy at and am a lot of right. the time. But, but the uncertainty, you know, mm-hmm. became less scary than the fear of what if yeah. I don't do this? How will That's I feel? That's such a huge you know, statement. At 90 years old. Absolutely.
0: And that is such a huge statement. I've said before, you know, have you ever seen a hearse with a trailer behind it? No, because you can't take it with you. <laughs> Whatever it is, you can't take it with you, you know. Um, that's a morbid thought (laughs) as I'm saying it, but, but it's the (laughs) truth. So as you, it is. so it is, And as you, um, you realize that that fear of, of not doing something you felt called to do was greater than your fear of uncertainty. Um, have there been times as you've been making this plan to, to transition out, uh, where you just said, you know what? Nope, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to stay put where I am. Hmm.
1: Well, Yes and no. Okay. So I've I've tried to make this transition in the past, mm-hmm. and so in the in the past I have um, come back to that fear of not having the security, and then I've I've stayed in positions right. uh, after I've you know kind of made that decision. No, I'm going to do this business. I'm going to do something more that I'm feeling pulled to do, and and I've kind of backstepped because of some of those fears. Right. And in this most recent iteration mm-hmm. of this transition mm-hmm. and, and moving toward um, this new way of support that I'm seeing could really impact a lot of educators. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as I spoke with the, the head of my school and I, I let them know that, I, that I'm unable to come back full-time next year mm-hmm. and I'd like to still have some, some role in the school mm-hmm. and, and I'd like to still be a support and you know, support a transition. Immediately, the fear of what if I get sick and I don't have really good health insurance, right. or what if this doesn't pan out and I can't actually make any money doing right. this, you know, thing in the way that I want to help others. Uh, what if? What if I'm actually not good at doing this <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. I, I made all these great plans, like, I but I I'm terrible be really at it. Amazing. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Exactly. So all of those immediately. It was it was like clockwork. It was as soon as I made that decision, it was all of those little thoughts crept in mm. because I had made that you decision. You had said it out loud. Right, spot. right. Yes. And uh and there was a big part of me and I had conversations with friends and family, you know, well, maybe I should do another year and just really Save up a little more money or, or work, work and kind of just keep doing some of the stuff on the side. Mm -hmm. And, um, and what, what came up for me is a good should is no, I should do this now because now is all we have. I love that. And I was, I was reading a book, um, called the big leap Mm -hmm. by gay Hendricks and my mom, my mom had given that book to me, and I just got to a point of all of these fears and all of these uncertainties, they couldn't outweigh that knowing of, I should do this now.
0: Absolutely. I, what a huge thing that you just said, I should do this now because now is all we have. Absolutely. And, and those fears that you mentioned, I think, are the most debilitating you know, I, I may be, mm-hmm. you know, for people that are making a big career transition, I'm giving up health insurance or I'm giving up security. I'm giving up, you know, financial. And I think one of the things that we don't think about is how much money is enough? What is the number that would make you feel secure to make that jump? Because I guarantee you won't be able to come up with what that number is. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's key. Are you feeling like you need a change, but you're not sure where to start? Sometimes you just need a little guidance or a little accountability. Go to www.terragreave.com and let's see how I can help you find your shift and get your shift together. Let me help you shed your shoulds and move forward to a life that just flat out makes you happy. So now you've talked about. Sort of the the fear and the the thoughts and the what ifs and what if I don't. But let's talk about your success because uh, you ultimately you did t- listen to your gut and say nope. What we have is now, and I'm going for this. So uh, I would love to hear what your what your plan is and what it is that you're doing and what you've created.
1: Yeah. Oh, so one of the <laughs> big successes and and for me this this is something that's really close to my heart is I have um, you know, in addition to the kind of nitty gritty pieces of coming up with, uh, a name for my business or, you know, mm-hmm. those, those pieces, uh, I, I have developed a, an offering, uh, and this is something that I am wanting to gift to educators. And I came up with this during teacher appreciation week a little bit earlier this year. Awesome. Uh, I, I think that self-care is something that is very misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And this idea that, you know, just have a glass of wine and take a bubble bath every week and, and you're great. You know, that's just, (laughs) that's some self-care and it is so much more than that. And so what I've done is in July, I'm going to be offering, um, a gift of a connection, workshop, play shop, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, for educators to connect and really understand the components that make self-care and that can help you come up with understanding what self-care is for you
0: Mm because it's different
1: for everyone. And it takes takes a lot of self-awareness. It takes a lot of understanding of what you truly need, of what your triggers are, what your biggest stressors are. Mm -hmm. and finding something that can be maintained on a day-to-day basis to help you, um, bring your stress level down and, and manage some of this crazy cortisol that we've all got shooting through our veins every single day, every moment, uh, most of this year, if not longer. And so that's, that's a big piece of, of what I've created. Uh, in addition, Oh,
0: I was just going to say, so people, so educators can reach out to you and you would help them learn those tools and um, I guess develop those practices for themselves so that they can become more resilient and work through those things.
1: Yeah. So I have found that there's so much power in working in groups and helping, um, whether it's children, because a lot of the work that I've done in groups has been with children, helping Mm -hmm. them see that you're not the only one. Often I talk to kids and, you know, oh, I'm the only one who gets anxious about a test or I'm the only one who feels like I don't have friends and they don't realize that there are 100% others who feel the exact same way. And I think sometimes as educators, we either feel like we're the only ones who can't manage it all or we're the only ones who, you know, are having a breakdown. I've had a couple mm-hmm. breakdowns in my career <laughs> yeah. from personal life or from career life. And right. so bringing educators together in a group setting and helping them support one another in understanding and developing practices that can really, really help them either make it through the challenging times of being an educator or figure out if that's not something that they can do anymore at this time, or if they need to take a break for a while and helping Mm -hmm. explore what those other options might be.
0: That's fantastic. That's wonderful. So now that you are in process and ready to take the leap, I think we can tell the listeners that you're, you're moving out, you're ending your school year shortly and this will be it or no, you did. Did you just finish? So
1: my school, we just finished. I do work over the summer uh-huh. and I, I'm i really thrilled to get to say that the school that I've been working with actually found a small role for me to continue on oh, that's nice. as a wellness support specialist for Excellent. teachers at the school. So that's I do fantastic. get to have a small role there. And um, other than that, I am I'm moving into more of my own independent work. And you-
0: you know what's great about that, uh, and I think this is important to, to point out, I think there are a lot of people who feel like um, I need a change, it's time for a change, and therefore I must take a drastic leap or do, you know, I think a lot of people, what inhibits them a lot is that I have to stop this and build that or stop this and now transition to that, whatever that is for them. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people overlook. Uh, You are now doing it because your school found a role for you. I'm, you know, certainly doing it myself, which is building a bridge so that you don't have to take that leap of faith, but rather you build a bridge to this other opportunity for yourself and you build that opportunity out so that then when you're ready, you safely transition rather than leap of faith and hope Mm -hmm. it works out. Um, So I think that's another key thing to point out is that, you know, your school was really great in working with you to say no, we'll keep you on with this small bit here and you go do those things that you need to do that you're called to do and that's fantastic as well.
1: Yeah. And what I found really interesting was when I took that kind of leap of faith of knowing not exactly sure what it's going to look like, but mm-hmm. the way it looks right now can't continue. Yeah. Is I had to continually remind myself to to stay strong to mm-hmm. continue to know that, you know, the universe will provide for me in whatever way I need. And that's something that, you know, just personally, I I do believe. And this opportunity to continue on in this capacity uh, at the school that I've been at came up after me knowing that there would even be that opportunity. So that was one of those affirmations of, I am, I'm moving in the direction that I am feeling pulled to. And then these other things are working out to support me in that transition. And and that was really powerful for me.
0: That really is huge. And I think a lot of people find that. I know I have before, you know, just to restate what you just said, the universe has a way of affirming your choices and saying, no, 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 you're on the right track. Keep Mm -hmm. on keeping on. And uh, we just have to be open to those signs. And I think that's fantastic. So now that you are where you are and uh, you're building your bridge, uh, what advice would you give to yourself back when you said, "Mm, I'm not sure what it's going to look like, but this isn't working?
1: I would tell myself to just keep trusting. To keep trusting.
0: Love it. Love it. All right. I am going to give you now my my three – uh, doozy questions at the end that I give to everybody. The first one is, what would you say is the strongest limiting should that you have had through this experience?
1: Mm. What's coming to mind for me right now is that what I have should be enough. mm and I think for me, it's not its not that I'm not happy. It's not that I, I have all of these things that I want more of. Mm-hmm. But it's this idea that things should be okay the way they are.
0: Yeah, and you should be satisfied.
1: Yeah, I, I should be okay with how things are because mm-hmm. things aren't bad. And right. I know that so many other people – You know, have it worse, Mm -hmm. and um, and really having to work through that. Yeah, that should I think is the biggest limiting one.
0: I cannot tell you how much you are speaking to me (laughs) right now. (laughs) Um, And what would you say um, has been your most motivating should in this process? Positive Mm. should
1: most motivating should. is that I should make the impact that I know I can make to help other educators. I love that. Because I I truly do believe that the opportunities that I have had in my education and my experience working in schools with educators, with children, um, Mm -hmm. there is so much that I can offer and so many small things that I could do to, to teach and to provide guidance that could help educators really, really be able to thrive in a way that maybe they didn't realize they could in
0: an environment like we're
1: having this year.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. So last question, what is the best advice you have ever gotten, ever, ever, that resonates with you the most? (sighs)
1: So as someone who has studied psychology, and research. I have, have lived a lot of my educational life very in my head. And I've had a number of therapists over the years. And, and one mm-hmm. that, that she, she told me once, and this really spoke to me, she said, sometimes you just have to follow your heart and you need to listen to your heart more than your head.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that, that is what has been continuing to resonate with me when I decide that I have to make some sort of change or when I, when I contemplate what is my life going to look like? How am I showing up? And when I try to pro con everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and make lists and think everything out logically, sometimes that works. And sometimes that creates those limiting shoulds.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so absolutely. so
1: really listening to my heart and trusting that my heart knows the way and knows more than I can cognitively comprehend
0: mm-hmm. has
1: been a piece of advice that has really continued to stick with me for a number of years. That. I love that
0: so much. So Adia, if somebody is an educator and they feel like you really have what they need to rejuvenate and be ready to face another year or make some decisions, where can they find you?
1: Yeah. So uh, my website, adiadon.com, mm-hmm. yep. A-D-I-A-D-A-W-N.com mm-hmm. is a great place. Uh, there's information about me, about my uh, self-care is more than a bubble bath offering, uh, for this upcoming July. That's going to be a wonderful space for educators to get to know me. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's my gift for all of the hard work that, that educators have been putting in this year and all of the toll, uh, that this year has created. I'm also on social media, um, Mm -hmm. Facebook, you can search me. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Adia Dawn (laughs) on there. And I'm also on Instagram as well. Adia Dawn, uh, at Adia Dawn.
0: And we will have all of your uh, links, your website, uh, links to all of your social media will be in the show notes. So if people are interested in finding you, they can certainly find that there. Um, I just want to restate some of the great things that you said in this interview today, because um, there really were some gems. Uh, certainly that feeling of I should be satisfied. And I think that's a strong one for those of us that have built successful careers, but still feel drawn to do something else. Um, Overcoming that feeling of I should be satisfied. Um, But the other thing that you said was I should do this now because now is all we have. Mm -hmm. That was a great conversation. And also, what if I don't do this thing that I'm called to do? That is scarier than the uncertainty uh, that could happen if I take the leap. Um, Some other great things that you said were, I'm not sure what it will look like, but I sure know that now isn't working. And so making that transition, uh, sometimes you have to just follow your heart, which is exactly what you're doing. And the universe has a way of affirming your choices. And so as you make those steps, seeing those little bits where the universe is telling you, keep on going, girl, you're doing it. (laughs) Keep on and we're behind you. So again, amazing, amazing advice from you. I am so excited uh, about what you're building because I do think that so many people are going to benefit from uh, the gifts that you have to give uh, and the strategies that you can teach them. So I'm so excited that you're putting that out into the world and I really hope that you find great success with it.
1: Thank you so much. I really, really value this conversation. And uh, just one final note to listeners is, take a breath, pause. Yeah. It's been a hard year. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just take a breath. The breath this year has
0: mm-hmm. has saved my life. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And not just educators, right? Everybody. We, everybody. Whew, we did it.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, listen, thank you again for coming on the show. And uh, I am so excited to put this out for everybody to listen to and be inspired by all that you do.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for uh, doing everything that you do.
0: My pleasure. All right. Thank you. God, I really hope that you loved that episode. I know I loved making it educators right now are in such a difficult position and anything we can do to help them I think is something that we can do just to help the greater good in the long run so make sure that you check out all of Adia Dawn's stuff that will be in the show notes and again thank you for listening to the should theory we will see you next time